Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The German Grand Prix, yet another boring race. It was so boring that it was difficult for me to convince Kunal to block his time for this episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast. (laughs) Kunal, you're a very busy man. (laughs) Well, let me just tell you, I am actually in holiday mood already. It's the summer break in Formula One. And I am working at the studio tonight recording this podcast with my co-host Mithila Mehta. Okay, so because I am also in holiday mood, I'm going to quickly go through all the humorous times in Hockenheim. And then we're going to talk about how Red Bull versus Ferrari seems to be the most fun battle on the grid. In fact, it's also Ricciardo and Verstappen, which is just so much of fun. And I'd love to decode the Verstappen versus Rosberg battle that we saw in Hockenheim a few days ago. And obviously, we have to talk about the silly season and how it's getting even sillier. Williams is openly expressing interest in other drivers. Formula One is in polygamy mode, as always. <laughs> and, you know, we will, of course, talk about two other things. One of uh, one of my favourites is about how Danny Kivat, and this time it isn't only about his racing career. And lastly... Did we just really see Max Verstappen obey team orders? No. (laughs) (laughs) The German Grand Prix was supposed to be Nico Rosberg's big, big, big home race. We were pretty excited about it. You know, how it could be his comeback before the summer break, his revenge. But it was not. He finished off the podium. (laughs) Let me remind you, it was also Mercedes' home race. So... German driver, German team, winning the German Grand Prix, it would have been dreamy stuff. Well, he did snatch pole on Saturday and that was actually a good run. But on Sunday, he lost the lead to Hamilton at the start, the very start of the German Grand Prix. And that was that. (laughs) You know, it was what, the second time in as many races that he lost the pole position advantage at the start itself. And... You know, for good measure, he actually gave up two more places to the Red Bulls as well. So, I remember seeing how Ricciardo and, uh, you know, Verstappen overtook him into turn one. And Hamilton being Hamilton, you know, that was the only half chance he needed. He literally sped away. Apparently, he turned down his engine from lap to itself. (laughs) Now, that's really, really cheeky. Yeah, you know, that's like saying, I didn't have a good lap today, but I still made it to pole. It's it's the the (laughs) racing equivalent of that. But you know, it it actually wasn't a good day for Nico. He, in my view, pulled off a very good racing move on Max Verstappen. He probably did a Max Verstappen on Max Verstappen. (laughs) And And strangely speaking, the FIA didn't see eye to eye and they awarded him an in race penalty of five seconds. Okay. Now, in my view, a lot of people said he tried doing the same thing in Austria and, you know, Max Verstappen added a lot of humor about it. But 
let's remember in Austria he was defending, whereas in Germany he was attacking, uh, you know, a driver while he pulled the move off. But uh, with that, Rosberg actually has now been given time penalties three out of the four last races. I mean, I'm not sure if he deserved that penalty. It was fairly good a move, but let's let's think of it this way: about four or five races ago. Lewis Hamilton was 43 points behind about four races or five races ago. And with all these time penalties, visit to the FIA stewards, etc., Nico Rosberg is now down by 19 points. That's like a 62-point swing in about a month's time. And I don't know if this is a good start to Rosberg's summer break. But let me tell you why Nico Rosberg actually got that penalty in Germany. He got that penalty because he tried to overtake Max Verstappen. <laughs> Kunal, nobody tries to overtake Max Verstappen. <laughs> and uh, of course, at Mercedes's home race, the world champions had a big, small goof up. So the five-second penalty which Rosberg had to take during his pit stop turned into an 8.3 seconds penalty. That's because Mercedes had a low-tech failure in terms of their stopwatch. It just malfunctioned. You and I know that a car being stationary for 3.3 seconds in a pit stop is an absolute disaster. And that's what happened to Rosberg. Can you imagine what would have happened if this same situation had happened to Lewis Hamilton? (laughs) His fans would have gone crazy, you know, screaming that it's a conspiracy and Mercedes are doing it intentionally. and That too at the German Grand Prix for a German driver. Even bigger conspiracy. (laughs) But I'm, I'm loving the fact that Nikki Lauda has reached out to Nico Rosberg to offer him help, to try and see if he can get him out of this performance slump. Okay, he even traveled to Ibiza to, you know, be there and meet him at, of course, his wife's uh, ice cream parlor out there. Bromance! <laughs> and, you know, I've said this before, maybe Rosberg should just get himself a sports psychologist. And lastly, and I, I keep saying this, I said it last week as well. Nico Rosberg is really brave to extend his Mercedes contract for two more seasons. He could be staring at a 6-0 record against Lewis Hamilton and that really takes cuts. <laughs> you and your endless love for Nico Rosberg. <laughs> You've got to wait for it. There is more love coming out for Danny Kiewat in the later part of the episode. <laughs> We're not going to forget Carlos Sainz, are we? <laughs> But Kunal, for the sixth time this year, Mercedes actually won a race while their second car failed to make it onto the podium. So basically, this is further proof that there is no room for error, even for the world champions. I think uh, the errors are left for Ferrari to make this season. (laughs) It was a good race for Red Bull Racing and I was so happy to see two of my more favourite drivers, Ricciardo and Max Verstappen, both on the podium together. The Ricciardo versus Verstappen battle is suddenly seeming more interesting to me than Hamilton versus Rosberg, for that matter. <laughs> and you know the best part is they seem equally matched, and uh, Red Bull Racing don't seem to be playing favorites at the moment. At the moment, <laughs> <laughs> I was so shocked when I saw Max Verstappen actually obeying a team order. You know, I was half waiting for him to shout back, saying. No, but he just did it. <laughs> I'm actually pleased because, you know, while he accepted the team order, it shows that he's somehow mentally settled in Red Bull. He's willing to remain committed long term to Red Bull. And, you know, it, it just shows good 
team spirit which which is always good to grow within such a big system as Red Bull Racing. Red Bull Racing scored their first ever double podium finish since the 2015 Hungarian Grand Prix. So that was almost a year ago. Can you imagine former world champions have taken a year to get two cars to the podium? That's of course because of the dominant era we are in. But very interestingly Red Bull is now second in the World Constructors Championships. 14 points ahead of Ferrari and that again could be a battle to watch out for. Woo! I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so who else entertained us at the German Grand Prix? I know Jensen Button finished in P8. Uh it was actually good to see him overtaking cars and not just the manners. Ouch. <laughs> Fernando Alonso is peeved with Formula 1's broadcast. because the only broadcast is unhappy sarcastic critical radio messages <laughs> you know i think we should go ahead and tell him that formula 1 is entertainment after all and you know i'm not sure he has any other kinds of radio messages <laughs> <laughs> we have some interesting news in terms of the formula 1 rules and updates in that regards actually they did a series of u turns when it comes to rules and of course very unpopular rules get that probably got thrown back okay and this is very good for the sport and thank you FIA finally for listening to us but such frequent u turns on crucial decisions and rules makes me wonder if there is one single authority that is thinking about the betterment of the sport apart from us <laughs> the the first of the rules is the strategy group agreed to introduce the cockpit protection from 2018 so we all know there's probably going to be the halo concept okay This also means that Formula One cars have, you know, started swapping looks for safety, and I wonder how fans will react when they see Halo on all the twenty-four cars. Okay, and uh, I still remember the last change for safety was I think what two thousand twelve, thirteen, when we saw adult body parts, you know, being added to the racing cars. <laughs> the other big change is relaxing the very, very unpopular and unfair radio ban. We've been talking about it on our podcast as well. So basically engineers on the team spitwalls will now be able to offer drivers advice on racing these extremely complex machines means drivers can go back to being drivers and they don't need to really be engineers we guessing that's what it means <laughs> and after months and months of wondering what the hell the formula 1 strategy group is up to we finally have their existence justified <laughs> So we had the British Grand Prix where we had the wet start behind the safety car and then the FI overused the safety car till such time the track was dry which was i think 10% of the entire race distance and obviously drivers complained <laughs> I think we complained too <laughs> So yes Formula 1 has decided to reinstate wet starts <laughs> and that calls for a big 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 yay <laughs> I'm sure Nico Rosberg is not pleased You know starting behind the safety car seems to be the only way these days he can keep his pole at the race start. <laughs> you know enough of these Nico Rosberg jokes and I actually want to talk about a driver who's probably facing a serious problem and that's Danny Kvyat and we all know that his career seems to be nose diving right now and how he's of course frustrated by his lack of performance and inability to keep up to even Carlos Sainz Jr. 3 months ago Danny Kvyat was on the podium. and now we're not even sure if he's going to be on the starting grid formula 1 is cruel you know actually more than his racing career we should care about his mental well-being because can you imagine a 22 year old who 
was touted to be the next Sebastian Vettel in the Red Bull Racing camp. He beat Daniel Ricciardo last season. He got onto the podium and then he got kicked out this this season for Max Verstappen. I mean, heart goes out to him. Well, here's a prediction for you, dark as it sounds. I think Danny Kivat's Formula 1 career is dying a slow death. And there are a few things that are slow in the fastest sport on earth. Yeah, which reminds me, Mercedes was slow on the stopwatch. <laughs> we already spoke about that. <laughs> but it's still funny. So after Nico Rosberg beat Hamilton to the pole in Budapest, we hear that, you know, interestingly enough, Hamilton went and personally had a chat with Charlie Whiting on the yellow flags rule. And obviously, Mercedes is not too pleased about this because nobody likes a tattletale, Lewis. <laughs> In other news, Sergio Perez says that he could leave Force India at the end of 2016. This is despite rumours and actually the team suggesting that he's going to continue next season. He's got a contract. And of course, despite scoring those multiple podiums as well. And I wonder where he could be heading. You know, there's there's rumours, of course, state Williams. And apparently his sponsors are pressing for a move. The question is, where could he go? At this moment, very difficult to tell and Force India seem better placed than all other midfield teams at the moment. I mean, McLaren could get competitive next season, but then again, this is one reunion that might not happen. I hope not. (laughs) And if he's thinking of Williams or Renault, he's probably not thinking straight or for that matter fast right now. (laughs) Williams have actually been pretty public about signing on Jensen Button too. And speaking of reunions, the sport has always been about that. And hey, this would be a pretty good one. Why not? I mean, Button debuted with Williams and imagine him going back racing a few seasons with Williams and then finally calling it a day. Life comes a full circle. The silly season for 2018 and 19 is already heating up. Both Rosberg and Hamilton have their contracts going to expire then. And Mercedes say that they would look at other drivers. This includes Vettel, Ricciardo, Van Doon, Verlein and whoever else is available. It is likely that, you know, Mercedes could hire at least one younger driver and either a Hamilton or Rosberg would be retained, which, which could mean that they will have a shootout for the remaining seat. You know, forget all of this Rosberg, Hamilton and if Verline could join at some point. I am still stuck on Sebastian Vettel joining Mercedes-Benz and creating the perfect German combo. I mean, could baby Schumacher do with Mercedes what Michael Schumacher couldn't do with Mercedes? A departure from Ferrari. And no, it's not Kimi Raikkonen as we would have expected. <laughs> so James Allison leaves Ferrari with immediate effect. I think that's the first of many such departures from Ferrari. And you know, after all the endless PR and hype, Ferrari is finally speaking the truth. So Raikkonen admitted that Ferrari is just not fast enough. I think that's the first time they've admitted that. (laughs) And uh, talking of being slow, uh, Felipe Massa wants drivers to slow down by a fixed percentage of time when yellow flags are waved. I mean... Uh, We're trying to make our drivers be engineers and now even mathematicians, okay? (laughs) I think Felipe has got better things to be worried about, you know, probably a seat in 2017. That's if he gets one and if he does get one. Is F1 really scared of, you know, tapping new talent or 
is really massa that good i mean <laughs> i don't know and maybe he he's really popular in brazil and that's why they retain him and that's that's probably bernie ecclestone fi's new rules will see the double yellow flags being replaced by the red flags now that will settle some ambiguity about how much to slow down to slow down at all to stop or not but it could also lead to stoppage of sessions for not so unsafe reasons and some good news so bernie ecclestone's mother in law has been freed unharmed by her kidnappers you remember she'd been kidnapped <laughs> well how boring you know they probably figured out if they want anything from bernie they should probably kidnap lewis hamilton instead <laughs> okay you didn't hear that from me that was only mithila talking but you know if we weren't entirely wrong it was his former pilot and i think we i remember saying this last episode that it's got to be something or someone from the world of formula 1 maybe the pilot was bored of seeing all those processional races <laughs> esteban gutierrez he's making news again and that's again for not obeying the blue flags <laughs> and finally make schumacher he was spotted at the ferrari and the mercedes garages on the same grand prix weekend i don't know wow. which other driver has had this distinction before <laughs> And of course that is something we'd like to do as well be with Ferrari a day and you know be with Mercedes the next day but my thought is who would be the one thinking of signing him up first why don't we first try and get him onto the inside line f1 podcast <laughs> we can add him to the list of drivers list of many drivers we wish to call <laughs> well on to the summer break Lewis Hamilton is certainly going to party it up he's sitting on a very comfortable points lead And Rosberg has a lot to think about actually. Question is can he stage a comeback and fight back in the second half of this season? And on that note, the Inside Line F1 podcast is also off on a summer break. Yay, and luckily we do not have to work through summer like Honda. <laughs> we'll see you after the August shutdown, but technically our August shutdown ends on the weekend of the Belgian Grand Prix so we'll see you then thank you so much for tuning in look in your home look in your office look in your home office everywhere you turn there's so much smart At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. Our game-changing FlexPath format puts you in control of your master's degree, so you can learn how, when, and where you want. Smart, huh? Yeah, we think so too. So if you want to take the next step in your career, make Capella your first step. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter.